Blog Talk Radio.
ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of The Cypher. This is yours truly, the atypical, along with my brothers and partners in crime, the B.I.W.G. Rich, DJ Comedic, and little brother Black Seas. Hope everyone out there is having a great week so far. And we're going to get into this here shortly. So, as always, we want you to strap up, buckle in, because it's going to be another wild one. And as always, if you want to hit us up, you do so by calling 818-369-0344. That's 818-369-0344 to join us live here in the Cypher. DJ Comedic, what's good with you, my brother? Ain't nothing. Same old thing. Um, you know, work this and the third, whatever, whatever. Got to spend these next couple of days reconciling how to get this dough and spend this money. I got to make some big ticket purchases, blah, blah, blah. So you might see me yeah. everywhere because I gotta make this money back. Oh, that's right. Black like, seeds, what's up with you, little bro? Man, I'm I'm chilling. I'm chilling. I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Everything is gravy out here. You heard? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we got a lot of stuff going. We got a lot of stuff going on in the world. Uh, of course, oh, people yeah. down in the. Car- People in the Caribbean, my cousin Davion in particular, who's down there in St. Croix, their island as well as Puerto Rico and a number of other islands are devastated by Hurricane Maria. As a matter of fact, uh, I spoke with my cousin earlier. He said they're without power there in St. Croix. He said it could be six months before they get theirs back. And I just saw a news report that said Puerto Rico's governor is saying they could be without four, could be without power for four to six months. Said so their infrastructure was old to begin with, and all three-plus million of their residents are without power in Puerto Rico. So definitely sending out thoughts and prayers to them. Of course, uh, another big news story this week, uh, Mexico City. Mexico got rocked by another earthquake, 7.1 earthquake. At last count, they said at least 225 are dead. 21 of those are children, and they're still trying to rescue more children who got Trapped in their school So They're really dealing with it down there in Mexico City Sending out thoughts and prayers to them as well And of course uh, In the city here in the states St. Louis They're going into their sixth night Of protest Against the cop who Got off Another cop got off And killing an unarmed black man Up there six years ago Is this case actually happened in 2011 I think he just went to trial uh, this year for it and the judge uh, acquitted him of charges said that there wasn't enough evidence which is pretty much the uh, modus operandi when it comes to these uh, cops killing unarmed black men so, but like I said we got a lot to discuss tonight we're going to get around to hopefully we'll get thoughts on it all and before we get into it, let's welcome, of course, the big man of the team, the B.I.W.G. Rich. How you feeling, Big Rich? Big Rich, you with us? He came on that quick and muted himself. Yep, that's right. exactly what sure. I did. I got on here and uh, muted myself by accident. Uh, well, actually, on purpose, because I was trying to finish this last bite of these neck bones. 
I didn't want to hear y'all. You know. <laughs> you know, get the neck ball. No, L, L, you know when you get that you get that last bone, L, and that meat down inside there when you try to get it out and you gotta suck. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that I ain't want y'all to hear all that on on the phone. So uh but you know how we do, man. Slow motion in the big city. Uh making it happen down here in the AT. And uh Big Rich Big Rich said he had to get that last uh that last suckle of that neck bone in, huh? Yeah, man, yeah, you know, you know. So uh we're uh and we're actually having a little bit of protest down here ourselves, uh, in the ATL over at uh, Georgia Tech. Uh, where oh, yeah. uh, oh, what are they doing down there? What are they doing down there? That incident happened down there. Yeah, Georgia um, campus police shot and killed uh, LGBTQ activists. They said that he was threatening them with a knife, and they gave him multiple commands to put the knife down. He even told the cops they to shoot shot him. him. They claimed he has. I don't know the full story. Just going by what I read in the paper, they yeah. claimed he had a. Uh, history of mental illness. I'm sure Big Rich can probably fill us in more on it, but just going by what I read, they said that, uh, I think the family said the young man had a history of uh, some sort of illness, And but for the students who knew him on campus, he was an activist, very nonviolent, you know, guy, so. Yeah, yeah so they're going, so they going pretty crazy down here right now. They've already burned... Uh, They've already burned two police vehicles, uh, wow. campus police vehicles, and uh, you know, kind of, kind of losing it. Um, but um, yeah, we, we can we can talk about that a little bit later if you want to. Oh, they're turning right, up down there. That's for sure. Yeah, like I said the world is uh is, is becoming just more and more chaotic. Uh. Number forty-five presidency than we probably used to in the last uh, decade or so, but hey, we'll get through it. Or as my man uh, Sam, change is gonna come. So hopefully Sam will be right on that. All right, Big Rich. Last week I didn't. uh, I mean, not last week. We didn't do a show last week. Week before, I know you had um, a couple of topics you wanted to get to. I'm gonna go ahead and let you get to those. First, if you want to, um, I know you got a guest coming through in about 15 minutes, so if there's anything quick you want to shoot through before we uh, get that first uh, break in for your guest well, coming through. Well, something, something, something's kind of funny. Um, you know, I don't know if it's newsworthy. I just think it's funny, though. Um, All right. Of course, the New England, the New England Patriots made their, uh, made their way to uh, – the White House for their their uh, picture with the president, uh, the Super Bowl trophy, so on and so forth. Uh, and one very very noticeable absence or absentee, I guess I should say to make it correct, was one Mr. Tom Terrific Brady. Uh, pause there. a second, Big Rich. Pause. Pause, pause a second. If yep. I'm correct, that happened a while ago. We mentioned that on the show a while ago when it happened because it wasn't just the uh, noticeable black athletes, but it was Brady also. Did did it happen again? If we did talk about this before, I apologize. But with the information hey, that I heard, I'll, yeah, I'll read Brady. it. 
I believe mentioned did that Brady was all he sent a, a note stating that he had a family situation at the last minute, state which was his excuse for not going. In addition okay. to about, I think they said seven or eight black players who also didn't go. But yeah, go ahead, finish. My bad. Well, go ahead, finish. Well, that's okay. That's all right. Well, it, it seems that some information has been researched and found out the real reason why Tom Brady did not go to the White House to take the picture. Because uh, Tom Brady and Ivanka Trump used to be getting it. And so, um, what's Brady's name? I didn't name? know that. <laughs> something from the gossip. Rich, Rich is bringing something from the gossip mill, huh? Yeah, and what's Brady's wife's name? Uh, Giselle Bunchins, a uh, former model. Yeah, Giselle. Yeah, and so uh, word on the street is Giselle said, nope, you can't go. Well, yeah, initially, the, the funny thing is, is that they said initially when, uh, I think when I first talked about this a while ago, they said that she didn't want him to go because she wasn't a Trump supporter. That was the initial story that came out, whether it's true or not. They said she didn't want Tom to go because she's not a Trump supporter and she didn't want him to be in that presence. Now, if that, what you're saying is is the real reason or, say, an alternative fact, then that is kind of interesting. I've never heard that one. So I raise the question now to my other three esteemed brothers on this panel. If you had an obligation, now I'm using my, I'm choosing my word specifically. If you had an obligation to be somewhere, and I'm going to say unpaid because a paid obligation, I believe we all understand. If it's within reason and it's not going, and it's not going to bring harm to me or anybody else, I'm working. But if it's an obligation for you to be somewhere, and at that, at that, at that obligation is an X. And your and your wife or your girl ain't cool with it, but you have an obligation for a bigger reason to be there. Are you gonna go? Let me let me ask my man Comedic first, cause I ain't really spoke to him yet tonight. What up, Comedic? How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. I'm doing well. Um, and I just want clarity on the question. You stating that if I had something to do, I had an obligation, uh, financial or otherwise. Um and the wife wasn't trying to hear it because I'm still gonna go. Or because because or, it's common knowledge because it's common knowledge that an ex is gonna be there. I mean, be like fuck out of here. It's not like this is a sleepover. <laughs> I mean, I'm shooting over there. <laughs> I already I mean? knew that. I already knew that was coming. <laughs> I'm gonna go over here, cut this roast beef, get the get the you know get the bread. Take the snappy snap and we out of there. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not gonna slide off from the Lincoln and give it a, you know, saying the Johnson and shit. So get the fuck out of here. That's not what we doing. What about you, Bring me along. <laughs> I mean, if it's a, if it's a bag involved, we taking a bag. You understand? Like, oh, I mean, if if it's something that like like a cookout or some shit, then yeah, nah, I ain't got the. You know what I'm saying? I don't really have to go. But at, at the same token, you know what I'm saying? Like, if it's, if it's about that paper, if it's a check involved, well, we 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 going well, to yeah, that. Well, you see, well, you, you see that's, that's kind of why I, I wanted to remove that that variable, because I know with that variable, we all going. 
but like if it were a banquet or something. And you know what I'm saying? And at that banquet, your ex is going to be there. And you're part of an organization having that banquet. If it requires me to be there, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, like I'm, I'm part of, you know, the organization that's holding it or I'm in support of somebody that's, that's receiving an award or, you know, something of that nature. Like, like, like if, if they're not going to miss me, you know what I'm saying, then, yeah, I'm going to slide. But if it's something that I, that, that I have to take, I got to show my face, you know what I'm saying, then, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to beat it. We're just going to have to – we're going to have to talk that out. That's all. You know what I'm saying? I mean, she know what it is. She she probably gonna text me before, during, and after. So, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not gonna. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm even if even if I even even if I was to slide off, that's not. A, you know what I'm saying? That's not a situation you would slide off with. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's a high profile joint. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like you done you done picked out a suit and you know what I'm saying got your smell good on and you know what I'm saying you shaped up, you sharp as a tack. You know what I mean to go to, to, to go show your face. You ain't gonna you ain't gonna slide off. You know what I'm saying on that note. You know what I mean? Like that's that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, if, if I need to show my face, I will. Or, or if I just you know, just kind of slide in and out. Hey, what's up, everybody? Show my face and 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 skate. You know what I mean? But nah, um. I don't, I don't have them, I don't have them type of situation. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you yeah. try to, you, you try to, you know what I'm saying? You try to instill that, that, you know, that, that, that trust and that security in a, in a, in a relationship so you, so you don't have them type of problems. You know what I mean? Right. But right, if something right. like that, like, so, so, but if it was something like that, what, uh, what Mr. Brady is involved in, you know what I'm saying? I, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, she was like, nah, I don't want you going over there. Uh, uh, they I kind of got to be there. It's the president. Yeah, it's not the president. It's Donald Trump. All right, cool. I get it. <laughs> well, See, my mindset, my mindset is like my mindset is like comedics, but I'm gonna take it even a bit further. Anybody who knows me knows that if I go to any type of function and it's not a, you know, I'm hanging out with the fellas, chilling type of thing, I'm always looking to network. I'm always looking to to build. And, and expand on what I already have. So for me, it's going to be more like, you know, if I'm going to an event, and even if it, you know, moderately requires my presence there, I'm going there with the purpose of networking, not going there to catch up with old girlfriends, exes, or whatever. You know, I'm looking at the, the opportunities for something more to add to what I'm already, you know, building or working on. And she would understand okay. that. And if she didn't, then oh well. And I can't. Yeah, you know, that's a bad I, I, I hear, I hear y'all. I hear oh, y'all I'm supposed to be well. worried about somebody else's insecurities. You know, your, your I, insecurities. I hear, I hear not, y'all saying that. I hear y'all saying that. Oh well, but we've all had this this thought right here. Any of us who have been in a relationship with a woman. Has has had this thought right here, and the thought is this: Man, if I do this, I'm gonna have to hear this shit when I get back home. Uh, do I want to hear this? Do I want to deal with listening to this? You know, we have at some point or another, in some relationship or another, we've had that thought, and that if really- that thought creeps in, it could make people. You know, it could make people second think what they 
want to do. I'll be a part. But I think honestly, I think honestly, real talk, I think that's honestly a twenties and thirties conversation. Yeah. If he ain't on the yeah. same page in the forties, fifties, like mm. really like, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, be good, good you know point. What? Don't be here when I get back, goddamn. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> be all right. If you don't know who you deal with by now, come on, son. Like, yo, like what what is the deal? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what? Okay, then all right, whatever. You know what I mean? Like then cash out. I mean, what the hell? You know what I'm saying? Like I, I know exactly what you're talking about, but if you're gonna be, you know, stringing me on my nose and not knowing, you know what I'm saying, like uh Ray say, if you don't know I'm out here trying to get this bread or if you don't respect the fact I'm out here to get this bread or if you don't think I respect you enough to just go get the bread, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I had an adage, um, you know, in in one of my longest-term relationships, you know what I'm saying? And, and still, it, you know, it, you know whatever, whatever, it's like, hey, if I go out, I'm coming home with bread, right? So if mm-hmm. I go out and there's a woman involved, she must be paying me bread. So we still going to get bread because I'm not just going out here for free. I'm going out here to bring the money back. You know what I'm saying? So you really don't have a whole bunch to worry about because whatever I'm going out to do is going to be magnified and make our shit better. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm not going out here for a cheap trick. Like, I I, I don't know if I've ever told the story before, um, but it was very, very interesting and funny time where this character was like, um, you know, come out here and um, play at a strip club. I mean, I used to, um, you know, create music for dancers and, you know, I don't have no problem being, you know, working with the workers. It's no big deal. Um, you know, it's also fun, whatever, whatever. It's, it's an interesting dynamic, whatever. So, boom, boom, ping. Dude is like, yo, come out here to, um, you know, Durham, a, you know, 30-minute drive away, and we're going to talk this business. Okay, cool. I go out there. You know, his joint is all right, whatever, whatever. I'm going to do what he's working with, and we're just trying to figure out how much it's going to cost, you know, whatever, whatever. So I'm just like, you know, let's, let's talk this money. So character says to me, oh, you know, he, he has a, a woman on either arm. And he's like, you know, you can have whatever you like. And I said, you know, no disrespect to your women, and they are very, very great. But I left the couch with, with my woman to come over here and talk about money. I, that that what you have there, I can't spend that. Are, are you giving me their earnings for the night? Like, where's the monetary value? <laughs> I'm not really moved, you know what I'm saying, by, by, by that bullshit, you know what I'm saying, and then I brought my ass home, and right. I may, I may not have told my lady at the time, you know, the story, but, but it's true, like, there's no, there's no, what, come on, the trappings of what, who the fuck you think I am, like, you know, one, about my craft, and two, again, like, I, I, I get good love, like, what, what, you, you know, it was exotic and all that, but I mean, that that's commercial, you know what I'm saying, like, okay, right, they, they, they paid the you know what I'm saying? I got they, you know, hearts is, is, is on, on the line, you know what I mean? Speaking of hearts. Right, right, right. Anybody see that uh video with Kevin Hart? <laughs> no? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's see. Hold on before you no, no, get no, into no. that story. Okay. Um I I'm just curious <laughs> everybody see that. I knew somebody was gonna wanna uh bring that topic up. Hey Rich, do you wanna uh take a is he ready to come through now or you still got a few minutes? What time we got? Uh, you you, you want to jump on another short? If you want to, if you want to jump on another short one, right quick, because I told him I wasn't gonna bring him in until ten thirty. All right, all right, all right, all right. We gonna save the uh, Kevin Hart story for after our um, first break. Yo, did you guys hear this story, man? And I, I was when I first read it, I was like, 
you know, in instances like this, you say, yeah, you don't charge the mother. But, you know, I've seen snapped episodes where somebody, you know, a woman killed her husband for inappropriately touching her daughter or molesting one of her kids, and she still got charged even though, you know, she got acquitted of the charges. But this story here, man, happened a couple of days ago in Cleveland. I wish Shan was up here with us to tell us if she's more familiar with this story. But it says a Cleveland man was uh, stabbed six times by his girlfriend after the girlfriend caught him naked on top of her 12-year-old daughter. Mm. This dude was 31 and said she came in the room and saw him on top of her 12-year-old daughter, says she stabbed him once in the back of the head and five times in the chest with her pocket knife. They said, uh, of course, she was not named and she was not charged with any wrongdoing. Bruh. Um, Hold on, hold on. So I just want to be sure. Um, Do we know what – okay, I'm sorry. Because I may have missed it. Is the man dead? Nah, he's not dead. He's not dead. Okay. And they didn't say how big the pocket knife was. When she went in the bedroom, she saw her 31-year-old boyfriend on top of her 12-year-old daughter naked. He was naked. Her pants was off on top of her 12-year-old daughter. And she just went into, she just blanked and grabbed the pocket knife out of her pocket, stabbed him in the back of the head. And they didn't say nothing was deep. They didn't say he was any sort of critical or serious condition. They just said that he is currently being held in custody at the Cleveland City Jail. The officers requested the judge okay. place him on a high bond due to fears of him retaliating against the victim and her family. But uh, right, they so said this dude so was pre. Was he, was he raping the girl? I mean, even if it was it was it a rape situation? They didn't. Or say whether he was penetrating, they just said that he was caught on top of the girl. Now, according to the mother, she said, uh, no, according to the dude, he claimed that the mom stabbed him because the young girl had a crush or had a thing for him. He said he wasn't on top of the girl. That was his story. He said his girlfriend stabbed him because she thought her daughter had feelings for him. But I'm curious. I'm curious. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Ray. I'm curious, comedic, as to why you were asking those couple of questions. Um, oh, because almost, it, almost like clarity. Right. Well, because um, as I've as I've told, and I also, you know, always want people to know um, that if, and, and and I guess this is also a little bit fuzzy because I don't know how it would be for statutory, but. Here in our state, um, you you can actually um, use deadly force to stop um, sexual violence, a.k.a. rape. So if somebody was raping somebody, you could come around the corner, see a rape popping off, and kill this character. You know what I'm saying? And Because I was c- trying to understand, like, she did assault this man with a knife, but she got no charges. So I'm wondering if they were like, oh, she was preventing a rape, or, or did she feel like she was – because I'm like, a statutory rape is a rape, but it's not, a, you know, a violent rape, so – could you get away with killing that? So that's why I asked: Did she kill him? Did she get away with killing him? Or, or did they try and say, "Oh, it was a crime of passion, 
Like I was just trying. I'm not saying what you're saying is right or wrong. I was just curious, like how this played out, because I know for okay. a fact, um, if somebody if if somebody is is raping somebody, you, know, you come around the corner, it's a gang rape popping off in the alley, and then you got a, a a weapon on you, you you can you could use deadly force to 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 prevent and or stop said situation happening in this state. So I didn't know if that's what but, happened. But, like, but, it, but but I, but I, but I gotta I have to wonder and, and and see if go with me here for a second to see if, if I'm making sense. I gotta wonder that when the courts are trying to make a decision on what her charge is or is not, I've got to believe that they take in her mindset at some point because I'm thinking about myself as a parent. I walk around the corner and. It's, it's a dude, uh, a grown man on my 12-year-old daughter. Whether he's raping a naked grown man, a naked grown man on my 12-year-old daughter, whether he's raping her or not, I think, I think I'm, I'm probably trying to kill that motherfucker. And I, and I oh, yeah. think that that, that that state of mind has to be, has to be taken into account. Cause he, cause, you know, what she did, I don't think she went in, and I, you know, I don't know, but I don't think she went in, walked around, looked to see is his penis in her or not. Okay, no, it's not. So I'm thinking, all I'm seeing is it's a naked motherfucker on top of my side. Right, right. No, but I'm, all I'm going for is, or according to her, she saw, she saw her, you know, her boyfriend on top of her 12 year old daughter. Naked, and she ain't she ain't think like you said, Rich, to see if he's penetrating her or what. She just saw her boyfriend on top of her daughter with his pants off and her pants off, and she just went first thing she could get pocket knife in her pocket and started stabbing dude. So clearly, the medic said she was going for the kill. She stabbed dude six times, once in the head, five times in the chest. So either she wasn't using enough force with that knife, the knife was dull, or it must have been like a pen knife and not real deep for him not to be in ICU or in critical condition. Yeah. Yeah. So they say he was charged. He was charged with rape and gross sexual imposition. What? What? What is that? Yes. I said, what the fuck is gross <laughs> sexual imposition? Okay. Yeah, what the, what the fuck kind of charge is that? Yeah. Yo, yo, rape is enough, nigga. I don't... Hold on, hold on, hold on. What, what is that? What is that? What's the word? What's the word? We say comedic. Gross sexual imposition. Gross sexual imposition. Gross. He was charged with rape and gross sexual M I M position. Gross imposition. I'm going to have to look that one so up. He's trying to impose, yeah, he's trying he to impose himself. Impose himself with that dick. Okay. I get it. Yeah. I see. He tried to put it on her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yo, yo, Ray, I'm going I'm to make a call now if you want to take a break. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to take a quick break. This is going to be about a two-minute break because I want to um, just do a tribute. When you hear this song, I'm sure you guys have heard already, we've lost another uh, African-American Hollywood icon. So I'm sending this uh sending this song out to him. 
Uh, let me find my track. Can't find it. All right, here we go. Y'all groove to this for about two. This is- Before we uh, before we get into 
uh, the reason why you're here. Uh, I know you and your wife are back in Jacksonville. You, your family, everybody okay? You, your stuff okay? How, how y'all managing down there? Oh, yeah, man. We good. We good. Uh, I even heard a couple of bills got blown away in Irma, so shout out to Irma for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a couple of bills I got, got blown away. <laughs> I got home and saw my mailbox was cracked open, so I was like, and there wasn't no bills in there, so you have to know when God do a thing, you know what I'm saying? You know, you got to know when to praise him. <laughs> but, no, but no, man, all is well down here, man. Um, you know, I was on the road during that time that Irma came through, and uh, so I just kind of hung out, you know, up in the DMV area. And um, until, you know, Irma went by. So I ain't come back down to Florida until it dried out. So, yeah, we good, man. Good, man, good. Well, as all you listeners know, uh, right here on the Cypher, uh, Comedian A-Train comes and joins us on many different topics, uh, chimes in on some of the stuff we talk about, man. But today uh, I asked uh, asked Comedian A-Train to come on because, as you just heard, he just said that he was up in the DMV area. Um, and had an opportunity. Well, you know what? I'll let him tell you uh, what this world, this amazing opportunity he had. And, uh, and, and, and I brought him on to tell us about it because, man, I heard him talk about it. Uh, it, it was, it, he was really telling us what was going on, but I'm calling it a testimony. It, wow. It was, it, it was a testimony to me. And so I asked him to share it with us. So, uh, Comedian A-Train, Brother Train, the floor is yours. That's what's up, man. Um, actually, I, I was, um, I, of course, I was up in uh, in D.C., and um, I uh, got the opportunity to uh, attend Big Gregory's uh, private viewing on Friday night and uh, with the family, close friends of the family, other dignitaries and things of that nature. And even that night, you know what I'm saying, being in there and looking around, you know, it was just a, you know, a very intimate gathering. And I'm looking at, you know, the different races of people in there and the different religions, you know, that were in there. And it's like, man, you know, uh, it just kind of, you know, uh, touched me, you know, in a way that, man, I really can't even describe. And then on Saturday, the actual memorial service, Man, it changed my life, bro, um, to sit there and witness. And it's like, you know, you were going out of respect and love, you know what I'm saying, because, you know, we all love it greatly. But somewhere, like, around, like, shortly after the services had started, you know, it dawned on you that, oh, my God, I think this might be the biggest thing that we're going to witness in this century. Uh, because of how great this man is and was, you know, um, you had thousands of people, you had thousands of people, um, you know, in the building. Uh, the line was literally like uh, wrapped out to the street, you know. Um, you had every everybody. I mean, you had all kind of uh, religions in there. You had uh, the Nation of Islam in there. You had uh, you know, you got the uh, you got uh, the Christians in there. You got Muslims in there. You got Native Americans in there. 
uh, you got the different nationalities in there. You got uh, 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 the Jewish community. Uh, you got people representing, you know, uh, you know, from from uh, the corporate world. It was it, it was it was mind blowing because I'm sitting here looking at how this man literally touched every corridor, you know, um, of society, you know, and you have you have businesses, you have corporations, you have uh, nonprofit organizations who bring in consultants to try to find out how can they reach a different demographic or a certain market. And even after spending, you know, thousands of dollars and coming up with uh, crafty uh, campaign approaches, they still fall short. But here it is, Dick Gregory, you know, lived a life and worked among people in so many uh, 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 platforms that this man touched like all just multiple people, man. And it was emotional. Um, there were times where you felt sad because you realized what he did for mankind, not just black, but anybody who were, you know, considered the underdog, you know, how he fought for them. Um, you felt sad because it was like, well, who's going to who's going to take care of us now? You know, who's going to speak up for us now? Um, uh, Stevie Wonder was there. You know, he performed, and Stevie Wonder said that every music that we've heard from him since 1999 was due to Dick Gregory saving his life. And he said, you know, he wasn't at liberty to share from the platform about what it was, but he said, but he has a book coming out. If you want to find out, you know, get his book. But um, this man just impacted so many people. NDRE was there, and she performed the song Good Man. And if you ever thought about those lyrics where it talks about how if the sun comes up and I'm not home, do what you can to carry on and just let my kids know that their daddy was a good man. And when you think about the racism and the uh, the trenches that this man stood in for decades, you know, because when you talk about um, people who were on the forefront, on the front lines for us, you know, you're talking about Dick Gregg, and he was the only one that kind of made it to this point. You know, Malcolm, Malcolm didn't make it. Dr. King, he didn't make it. You know, uh, they got rid of Mecca Everett. You know what I'm saying? They even got rid of Kennedy, man. You know, um, but Dick Gregory survived it all, you know, and continued to fight, you know. And the reason um, they shared with the audience about about uh, how this man died, um, the doctor said that his blood vessels had deteriorated to the point of non-repair because of all the extreme fasting that he would do and commit to do not for health purposes, but the fasting that he would do uh, in protest, you know, going on hunger strikes for two years, you know, uh, and sometimes longer, you know, until certain uh, justice, you know, uh, was prevailed. And so, in other words, we're looking at somebody who actually gave their life up for his fellow brothers, man, Um and one of the things that really, like, just kind of just 
it moved me to tears is when the, uh, they had some Native Americans come up and they were paying honor and uh, giving tribute to Dick Gregory in their own language, you know, beating their drums and in their heritage or what have you. And it was a chief of a particular tribe saying how um, Dick Gregory assisted in uh, formatting a protest in a march with them back in the 60s. And they were saying that ever since then, they've been nothing but like family. And like even down to this day, how he protests against, you know, uh, this Washington Redskins football team, you know, um, right there in D.C. So the Greg was real passionate, and he was uh, um, committed to his principles, you know. Um, and you just don't find people like this. And, that I mean, he was 84 years old. And, of course, the people that he started out with and used to, you know, work with, they were no longer here. So what they had um, was a representative, like uh, they had a child of each friend of Dick Gregory's to come up and speak on behalf of their father's legacy in honor of Dick Gregory. So you had Malcolm X's daughter, um, uh, Iyasa Shabazz. She was there. She spoke. Um, you had Richard Pryor's daughter, Rain Pryor. She came up. Uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s son, um, uh, uh, he came up, and uh, Mecca Evers' daughter, you know, um, Renee, she came up. So they all came up together because their fathers were all friends, and they spoke. And it, when they came up, it just what it did for me was it encapsulated a timeline because society would like for us to think that. This stuff happened so many years ago, you know, when in, when in truth, it wasn't that long ago. You know what I'm saying? When you look at, like, here's, here's Megan Everett's wife, you know, she's up talking and expressing her heart, and here's uh, Dick Gregory's wife. I mean, these people, they're right here, still tangible, you know what I mean? So the, mm. oppression, the oppression and the progress that we've made in this country, it, it – we're not talking about a you know a hundred plus years ago. No man, this 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 was this was not too long ago. You know what I mean? And um, it just brought a sense of reality, man. It's like you know it rekindled in me about whatever principles and whatever motives you have in life. You know, check them out and make sure you stick close to them. You know, for the betterment of of people and society or whatever part you can play. Do it because it matters, man. And um, and I'm just looking at this legend. This legend. I mean, his daughter, uh, Ayana, she performed a song, and in the beginning of the song, she shared with the uh, with the audience that um, when she had did this song before, her dad heard it and he cried, and she was asking, I was like, Dad, why were you crying about this song when I did this song? He said that the reason it brought tears to his eyes is because he said he realized that what his daughter was sharing and was singing about him and telling him, he said that he realized that his friend, you know, Malcolm, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Edgar Evers, you know, um, uh, they didn't get a chance to hear their children talk about them like this. Because, mm. 
you know, I mean, and it, it, it just, it brought everything home, man, because, you know, sometimes we get wrapped up in things that we know, but somewhere in our mind, we'll kind of pitch it off as like, you know, uh, 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 event, um, or something just in a book, you know, or some little documentary that we saw on TV on a special or something. And sometimes we forget that, no, these were actual human beings. He was a young brother who, who, who just had a fire in them and they actually walked this thing out and they were real people. So to hear his daughter share about how her daddy started crying when he heard his daughter uh, singing and praising him and acknowledging what he did, he was saying that it brought tears to his eyes because he realized that his friends, they didn't get a chance to live long enough to hear any of their children praise them. Wow. Um, <clears throat> when you when you took a when you took an overview of that room, and and I, and I know you did because I I can hear it in your voice. When you took a chance to just stand back and scan that room of people, all in there at the same time. Yep. Considering the state of our country as it is as it's right. concerned to race. Right, right, right. Did you feel hopeful or did you feel like that um, America on a whole will never get to what you saw in that room? Both. You know, I felt the sense of hope um, for society, but then on the heels of it, you knew that what you were witnessing, experiencing, that there was a great chance that you probably won't witness this again because of this man's legacy and how long he's been running in doing this. I mean, you know, we're talking about almost a a 60-plus year run of him being on the front line. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, I... uh, I was looking at all of the prestigious people in there from the from the political standpoint to celebrityhood to, you know, other dignitaries and I was sharing with someone how you can tell that all of the titles, positions and credentials, they were just stripped and what we were sitting in the midst of was fellow mankind who had a love and appreciation for the man landing that casket. Because even the son who worked on uh, organizing the entire weekend, um, he stated that they didn't just bring in a star-studded show, but they brought people in who had a relationship with their father so much to the point where um, they didn't care if you were a celebrity or not. He's like, the people you've seen across this platform, most of them are people who said, hey, uh, we believe in what you're doing, uh, Mr. Gregory, and here's a check. Or, hey, Mr. Gregory, see what you're doing out here. We know you got them 10 kids, so here's a check. Or we see what you're trying to get done. Here's a check for the movement. So he was like, these people that you see crossing this platform, they had a real dear relationship with my father. So, um, and Maxine Waters, she even echoed that. You know, she was saying, her role as a sitting 
politician who is currently sitting in office. She says she is not to acknowledge or thank Bill Cosby, who is sitting on the front row service. She says, but that's what I'm supposed to do as a politician. She said, but as a friend, she said, as a friend who see another friend in the time of need, she said, I must acknowledge my friend who's sitting on that front row. And she gave acknowledgement to Bill Cosby and, and his wife, and the room just exploded, you know. And like you say, because of all the situations and the, the circumstances and the conditions that the country is sitting in right now, even down to some of the scandals, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. The legacy and the love was so genuine and pure that it pierced through all of that. And, you know, one moment you had Nusa Farrakhan, uh, you know, him and Bill Cosby shared a moment face-to-face, you know, uh, uh, embracing one another. And it was just, you just saw two guys, they're both in their 80s, and they've seen the world change to what it is today. They, I mean, think about when they first started their journey in their early 20s, like fresh out of high school, you know, I mean, these guys have walked the this this path together, and you saw that at the home going service when they embraced, and that one moment they just kind of just 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 stood there, staring into each other's eyes, and Farrakhan's hand was on Bill's face, you know, and it was just like two friends who realized, man, we we made it, or man, we're still here. You don't you can see that camaraderie there even in the midst of all that's going on. And I'm telling you, man, I don't believe that I will ever see and get a chance to witness what I witnessed this weekend because when you talk about Mandela, when you talk about Gandhi, when you talk about Dr. King, when you talk about the greats, this Dick Gregory was the original. He was one of the originals who 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 was still protesting because uh, one of the guys was in the um, that was on the platform. He shared about how just a few years ago in D.C. Um, they were protest- protesting him and Dick Gregory, and they said every Thursday they were protesting down at the Capitol, and every Thursday they went to jail for an entire summer just a few years ago. So he was still um, fighting for the rights of people. Um, and history shows that nobody has been arrested more for the human rights of others more than Dick Gregory. No, no person on the planet who has been arrested more times than Dick Gregory on the behalf of human rights. Wow. Wow, and if, wow. This, and if this man hadn't pretty much put his life on the line with starving himself, and damaging his own body, four years old, he probably would still have some time on the clock. Yeah. Because yeah, but... he's out on the road gigging, he's doing shows, he's still protesting, he was still involved with the movement. He was in his right mind, his heart was good, it's just that his blood vessels had deteriorated from all the extreme fasting that he would do. Mm. For the sake of us, mankind, not just blacks, did you see Jim Brown? I didn't see Jim Brown. 
I'm, not to say that he wasn't there, but right, right, right. <laughs> but it's just so many. Um, so many for them, man. Any, anybody got any questions? Um, Ray L. Committee. Point this out too, uh, Big Rick. You know, I, I heard about you know um, people um, uh, acknowledging how the Emmys didn't acknowledge Richard, um, acknowledge uh, Charlie Murphy or. Dick Gregory, um, but one of the cool things about it is, especially with being at the at the events that took place this weekend, right? You, what I appreciated was they didn't they didn't place the responsibility in somebody else's hands to acknowledge and honor who this man is and was to us. They we did it ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about if you were there, you. you it wouldn't even matter if it, there's a to a certain degree. It doesn't even really matter if the Emmys or anybody else said anything because the ones that did. I'm not saying that 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 they shouldn't have and we shouldn't say anything about them not doing it. But my point is, um, I was I was kind of relieved at the same time knowing that seeing firsthand what the family and his 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 com you know. Uh, uh, friends and 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 those who really love him and and what they did all weekend. There's a there's a parade they did Sunday after the memorial service. DC did a parade. Uh, they um, they had his body um, 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 taken to the Howard Theater, and then from the Howard Theater to Ben's Chili Bowl, they did a parade in the street and a procession. Nick Cannon was there. I mean, the, DC just turned out, you know. And my point is, out of all out of, you know, despite what others didn't acknowledge and didn't say about him, I can stand in the test that, you know what, that's not the end of the story because the city definitely celebrated him this weekend. That's what's up, man. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. I, I get what you're saying with all that A-Train, but one of the things that ticked me off about the Emmy snub is that afterwards I read an article that was put out by Charlie Murphy's uh, – agent. Now, Charlie mm-hmm. died back in April, and his agent said yep. that the Emmys actually contacted him like six days after Charlie died, asking them for photos of Charlie so they could put it in their memoriam segment. And then he said he called wow. them back again six days after that, after he submitted the pictures, telling them, thanks, you know, these will work. You know, we appreciate it. And they don't right. run not a single footage that right there is one of the things that got me irate because how are you going to sit yeah. there and like Charlie died back in April? They asked for these, they asked for these images of him back in April to, you know, to add to the memorial, and you don't even add, you don't acknowledge him at all. Yeah, and, and you know what? And, and that's why I just want to reiterate that I'm not saying that we should not be bothered and we should not have said anything to them. You know, I was just simply saying. You know, in addition to that, um, I felt, I felt, I felt a certain way knowing that I saw and witnessed what I saw, as opposed to, you know, we've had some people, we've had some people to fall, some of our champions to fall, and then the industry don't acknowledge them, and we didn't do anything either. You know what I'm saying? Because we got some, we got some people, some celebrities where, like, man. Uh, the industry didn't acknowledge them, 
and then we didn't either. And remember, remember when BT had to come up with that appreciation, and they had to throw something together, and it, because it was just half cocked. You remember that? Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. my thing is, you know, for everybody that that's like tweeting and how social media was on that on the Emmys award, my thing is, yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm all for it. But I was just simply saying, you know, man, I'm glad I witnessed what I witnessed. Uh, as opposed to it not being anything, because man, I just would have felt real bad if we didn't honor him, and then having to deal with the industry and the Emmy, they're not honoring him either. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I said that. Um, well, man, let me tell you something. That, that um, I I got <laughs> I got goosebumps just as much this time as when I watched you tell it the first time. Um, uh, when you did it on Facebook Live, man, and and I can and I can say this, um, I think we I think we may get an opportunity to see uh so, uh, some type of celebration like that again, but it won't be when you're dead. It's gonna be when you are alive, and you know, because, thank you about that. because um. The work, the work that you and Tracy are doing, man. I don't, I don't even think you all really realize just how um, uh, encompassing uh, your, your your efforts are. As 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 wow, Tra- with Tracy and her empowerment movement, with you and your clean comedy campaign, and then the inclusion of. So many good people getting wow. to network with other good people, and then making an army of good people. Wow! And wow. so yeah, so so yeah, we're we're gonna get to see a celebration like that again. And and and, and, and uh, you know, if you didn't realize it, then don't realize it. Just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> if you don't realize it, then don't find, don't realize it, and just keep doing what you're doing because you, you know, all. Are tremendous, tremendously powerful people, man. Y'all do a good thing. It's amazing. I appreciate, I appreciate that, man. And it's so funny because when we left uh, the service uh, that Saturday, because it was like about six and a half, almost seven, seven hours long, and you didn't, it didn't feel like it. You didn't want to leave. And when wow. it was over, when it was over, um, Tracy was just sharing with me. She was like, man, she's like. You know, it was almost like she had a Red Bull. She was like, "Man, she's like, I, this, she's like, this is what it's about." She's like, "We we got to get on it. We got to get on it." Uh, right. then, you know, <laughs> just I mean, when you look at the impact that this man had, it it just made you understand. It's like, wow, I'm not doing enough, and 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 I and I ain't responding as fast as I I should be responding. So. It, it was um, it was phenomenal, man. It was phenomenal. It really was. Okay. Uh, it, it really was. Um, every emotion that you pretty much thought you could experience, that service took you through it. That's awesome, brother. That is awesome. All right. Well, listen, man. Before we let you go, tell us what's next up for A Train comedian A Train. What's next up, man? Let the people know. Absolutely, man. At the end of this month, September 28th through the 1st of October, I'll be at the Comedy Zone uh, of Jacksonville uh, performing with D.L. Hughley here in uh, Duval. And then also October 20th, the next A-Train Live Day experience. I got my girl Zaynab Johnson coming in all the way from last time standing. 
all deaf digital uh, out there with Russell Simmons. So it's going to be a nice show, man. So everybody that's out there, uh, and that's going to be at the Ritz Theater right here uh, in Jacksonville, Florida, the historical Ritz Theater. So, um, I mean, the historic Ritz Theater, I apologize. Uh, and tickets for that is area code 904-807-2010, or you can go to jackevents.com. That's awesome, man. Hey, listen, it's all, let me tell you something. It's always great to have you on as comedian A-Train. Y'all got all the business. What's that going on? Social media, where can they find you? Hit me on Twitter at A-Train Live. I'm on Instagram under Do It Again and See What Happens. I'm on Facebook under A-Train Live, The Experience. And I also have a uh, Do It Again and See What Happens Facebook page as well. So get at me, people. I'm out here. All right. Hey, brother, thank you so much for coming on and sharing with us, my man. Uh, tell your lovely wife, Tracy, we all said hello. And y'all keep doing it. Will do, man. Thank you, guys, man. All right. Peace. All right. We'll take another break real quick. And when we come back, we're going to get into this uh, Kevin Hart story video dilemma that he's going through. Yo, y'all grew to this one. It's from my man, Common, featuring Mary J. We'll be back and forth with more discussions. This is The Cypher. Are we living in a dream world? Are your eyes still green, girl? I know you're sick and tired of arguing, but you can't keep it bottled in. Jealousy, we gotta swallow it. Your heart and mind, baby, follow it. Smile. Happiness, you can model it And when you feel opposite I just want you to know Your whole being is beautiful I'ma do the best I can do Cause I'm my best when I'm with you Down your bags, love. I know in the past, love has been sort of hard on you, but I see the God in you. I just want to nurture it, though this love may hurt a bit. we dealing with this water, love. You even get my daughter, love. I want to build a tribe with you, protect and provide for you. Truth is, I can't hide from you. The pimp in me may have to die with you. To discover me 
I just want you to be trusting me I kind of laugh when you cussing me The aftermath is you touching me It's destiny that we connected, girl You and I, we can affect the world I'm tired of the fast lane I want you to have my last name Yeah, love
If you don't have the opportunity to get smashed, you're not smashing. If you got the opportunity to get the free ass, you may just get it. Um, somebody, um, he claims it was a setup. He claimed he might have got Mickey, and then he claimed he didn't get Mickey. But he claimed he, he, he drank some alcohol that, that, you know, he's used to drinking alcohol. Now, again, you got to remember, this dude been on some um, physical fitness shit, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, characters with that, that type of ilk are not really, you know, prone to throw back the shit. So he's been, he been living clean. Now he's drinking some, some, some type of bubbly. Some chick, you know, uh, gets herself in a situation, and this is supposed to be a smear campaign, get him for the money. And he wasn't trying to give up no bread. You got to understand, Kevin Hart is extremely um, stingy. And, you know, he just went and told his wife, like, look, wifey, it's not what you thought it was. Nowhere do you see my penis up in this chick. You know, I wasn't doing nothing, but, you know, they, they tried to cut and paste it like he did. Nobody was there but him and her. I think he he may have admitted later that he smashed. I don't know. But but he's been, you know, team heart. Um, but the funky, freaky shit, too, is, is that the the ex-wifey, um, the, the new wifey tried to cover the ex-wifey. The ex-wifey was like, yo, like, get off me. I'm doing my thing. It's like messy, mess, mess, messy, mess, mess. And and I will um, do a little tiny sidebar to Michael Blackson, who lost a good one. Um, very nice. Um, George Rain was his chick. He had a TV show with her, whatever, whatever. And then some harlot who got the black device for the mother sucker. Um, put him on blast, came out the room, turned back around, and thanked uh, him for giving her what she said was a quote-unquote good sex or good dick. I can't remember what the quote was. But, I mean, you got these harlots that's just really trying to smash you, smash up your career for career's sake. She didn't get a book deal out of it. She didn't do Superhead. She didn't do some pornos out there. She just, just, just for kicking over a man's sandcastle for her, 0.32 minutes of fame, had some sex. But, you know, like, damn, like, you know what I'm saying? My whole shit going. My chick gone, everything gone. So again, um, I'm a, a, a E E level celebrity right now. But you gotta remember, no phones, no no recordings, none of that. If you come for this, come get that, get lost, um, and that's it. So if anybody wants to add to what they think or not think, um, you can do it here and do it now. But I'm just like, damn, Kev, now not really. And the FFF is he just come out with a little, you know, family, little family special that he might not be able to get to because, you know, billions of dollars, not billions, excuse me, millions of dollars of animation might be down the tube because you can't have your dick in the stripper and then be trying to teach kids ABCs. So if anybody have anything to say, call in, send a text, message, whatever. Say what they want to say about the situation. I really don't care because the man was doing him. Wifey was at home with the sub zeal, you know what I'm saying, rubbing the baby belly. Trying to be, you know, saying I'm I'm doing this on no bread and on the sense of my man making movies. It's just crazy. I, I I feel sorry. I'm sorry he had to say sorry, but we know what it is. So anybody want to chime in? I'm not chime in, like chime that. I mean, he he Kev has been in the business now for a minute, and and he know, you know, like like they say, stick up kids are out the tax. Well, you got these chicks out here out the tax, and if he put himself in that situation, you know. Hey, the onus is on him. I've seen a number of his stand-ups where he talk about, you know, he ain't he ain't ready to be tied down, settled down. He want to get out there and do him, and that's what he was doing. He was doing him. And the craziest yeah, thing and, is, like and, I said, but my, but, but, but my only thing is that 
like I said, you know, yeah, maybe you're trying to get a little bit of money, and, and he does have a little bit of money. You can get it. But really, though, like, what are, what are you going to get? Are you going to get the 10G hush money? You're going to get the, the you know, you're going to get the teeth kicked out to you by Lady Rage? Like, what what are you going to get by this? And And here is the adage where we always go to say, people want to believe it or not, but quote-unquote free liaisons are the most expensive. And he purchased some liaisons, you know what I'm saying, had us sign the papers. He had a better chance getting away than a chick Instagram model that was that, that sees green as soon as you come through. Take it away, Rich. I mean, they have Instagram models. I mean, these Instagram, I'm going to let you get in, Rich. These Instagram models, I mean, come on, these dudes should know better, man. NBA players, you know, football players, actors, whatever, they should know better. They know all these chicks are out is for fame and celebrity. And if you're willing to jeopardize your marriage or your pockets just because chick got a, you know, fat ass or some big tits or a slim waist, hell, I look at a couple of them, Insta- them Instagram chick models on Instagram, okay, bam, it's a good look, that's it. You know what I mean? Even if I had the opportunity. You know, sometimes you got to really think about the long-term effects of that. I'm a chess player, so for me, I'm always thinking down the road. I'm thinking moves ahead. I'm not sitting up here like, yo, yeah, I want to smash this tonight. I mean, come on, Comedic. You know, we've been at the club plenty of times, and, and like, dude that worked with us, Rich, be like, yo, man, I don't see how y'all work here and not smash. We know because we know what the shit can entail down the road. I mean, come on. Yeah, um... And, and uh, just just a clarification for our listeners who may not be up on this story, this particular chick was a traveling uh, stripper. She was uh, she may she may she may have some pictures on Instagram, but what she does is she she's a traveling stripper. She uh, and really what it just simply means is that she strips in and uh, she's, she's from still LA. a strip either way, whether she's stationary or traveling. She's still a damn stripper. <laughs> right, right. She strips in L.A. and then, like what most what most uh, L.A. strippers do, on the weekend they hop that little forty nine dollar flight over to Vegas, and then they go and strip over to Vegas on the weekend. Make them about anywhere from twenty five hundred to five thousand, and then they come back over to L.A. and work throughout the week. So that's a very common uh, that's a very common practice. Of stuff that they do. Um, however, um, however, um, um, yeah, what am I to say? Kevin Hart. You know, maybe the whole roofie deal. That sound. That sounds so silly. You know what I mean, comedic. But part of me kind of believes that simply because. Why would you sit there on camera and pose when you snuggled up with a stripper? Why? I, I almost feel like he's a little bit more intelligent than that. So when I see that picture and then I hear about the rookie part, I'm like, uh, maybe, or he's that stupid. And, and that is that is absolute and completely top shelf. If you are a comedian, who talks about these type of scenarios in your jokes, and you get caught in that scenario. Yeah, that's that's top 
top shelf premium stupid right there. So, mm. you know, if his wife came out publicly, I'm going to say this real quick. His wife came out publicly, she's standing by him, and, uh, hey, you know, more power to him, man. If he can, if he can fix that up, then good. I mean, yo, real talk, like, where, where you going, though? You know what I'm saying? Like, like again, you know your man. Like, she, especially when you ran up on him and took him from his last wife. So, you right. know the expectation. So, you know, you got to, who's my man? Um, You're going to be like Vanessa Bryant. You're going to get the big ring. The baby is already there. Um, If, if you leave him, you got mad bread. It wasn't like, you know, you thought like he didn't have some scandal, maybe scandal not. He just, you know, saying kind of fucked up and, um, you know, put the air out there, which, again, which is why he apologized on, TV, you know, on, on Instagram. Because no matter what happened, it's still a bad look. So what he did wasn't fresh. Um, the thing with um, this, quote, unquote, traveling model slash um, pay to shake um, body part and or, you know, facilitate ejaculation uh, for currency this person is going around, you know, getting her dough uh, on the slow-mo. Seen him. Victim. Got him. You know what I'm saying? Now, we don't know if he tried to go out Carmelo. Um, I don't know if she was worth that, yeah, but still, what? Like, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, he kind of sort of got caught up and cut out. And, and, and he effing up everybody's money. You know what I'm saying? Effing up everybody's money right now. You know, playing around with this chicky chick. So, I, I don't know. I personally, I don't know. Because really, and, and we almost at a point where we really shouldn't care. But it, it's good fodder and pretty cool, you know, that, that this is going on. So I, I, what what else can we say for the bro other than good luck? You know? You got more money than us? Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. What you got on it, El? Hey, you know. I mean, it, it it looks like um, the, the the common uh, 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 gold digger setup. You know what I'm saying? She found somebody that was, you know, <clears throat> it, looked, it looked like you know what I'm saying. It looked, it looked like a like like she was on the come up. You know what I'm saying? Like like you know what I mean like she saw oh it's having a heart. Let me get him. You know what I'm saying? And um, I don't know. Like I saw some of the, I saw some of the video, and um, you know, there was I guess there was either there was some video of 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 the both of them laying together, but they looked like they were cuddling. It looked like they was like they both were just in bed. But then I'm like I'm looking at the position of the picture, the position of the, the picture of the, of, the, of the picture or the videotape was like, okay, who's taping this shit while this nigga is knocked out? Like, who else is in the, in, in, is, is in his or her, well, most likely his, a hotel room that's taping this shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, you know, it's also video them, you videotaping them uh, of them in the bedroom and him him walking around the hotel uh, the, the, the hotel room, you know what I'm saying, her laying in bed. Like, who, like who's the third party in the room? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like who like like who is this? You know what I'm saying? Like like that's doing what, somebody, what somebody sat up there and watched the old Denzel John Lithgow movie, uh, uh 
Yo, uh, yeah, Ricochet. yeah, yeah, Ricochet, Ricochet, like, uh, we're right. out of the <laughs> Who else is in this Ricochet, game? Ricochet, Kevin Hart. Just taping. Yeah, just, just taping. You understand why he's going, why he's going through all of this? You understand? Like, like, it, it looked like, it looked like the common setup. And then, and then, you know, I'm hearing that, you know, that, that she's trying to get Tim Mill out of home. Oh, yeah, this is the come up. It's come up season. You know what I'm saying? She got home. Yeah, they claim, I like the way he said that's why They claim that's why he released the video apologizing, yeah, I, I guess, to his wife. Because he was trying too. to get ahead of extortion instead of yeah, letting him like, what he was and, going And he said so, that. He was like, yo, listen, I messed up. You know what I'm saying? I apologize to my wife. I apologize to my kids. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to make amends with my family. You know what I'm saying? I, you know what I'm saying? I messed up. I made a mistake. But I'd be damned. If I, you know what I'm saying, if if I allow myself, you know what I'm saying, to take part in somebody trying to, you know what I'm saying, to somebody trying to get monetary gain from my mistakes, we ain't going to do that. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I you know what I'm saying, even though he kind of, you know, even though you fucked up, but I, I applaud him for getting in front of the ball, you know what I mean, at least to, at least to secure the bag, you know what I mean, and, and then let somebody go at you like that. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. That's crazy. That's that's that, that's crazy. I is what what was funny to me was how social media and the internet on a whole. And yo, the internet never loses. Yo, they was on his ass with the memes. Yo, they made a Cardi B remix for home. You know what I'm saying? I guess they they uh, he had a he had a verse against uh uh against to the to, to, to the alleged uh, uh stripper. Yo, I seen all types of memes. Um, I it, it was and and what did they they catching different pictures of him? They caught <laughs> they caught pictures of him. They took stills of him in the video and kind of backed it up towards each other and made memes. They put made memes of him and his wife together. Yo, like Damon on his ass for the last the last forty eight hours. You know what I'm saying? And maybe even longer because the shit I'm seeing, like, yo, like, they, they on him. You know what I'm saying? The internet the internet is, is definitely on his ass. You know what I'm saying? But at the same token, as far as him personally, I mean, like, you're a celebrity. When you got bread, you go through this. You go through this. Everybody go through this. You know what I'm saying? When you got bread, everybody go through this. You know what I'm saying? You always get somebody that's, you know what I'm saying, that's going to try to get at you for, 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 for monetary gain. They see the bread that you got. You know what I'm saying? They can't get it they, they, they sell, so they try to get it on the come up. You know what I'm saying? No matter who you are, no matter no, no matter what um what type of celebrity that you have, no matter in what field that you're in, you know what I'm saying? It's always it, it was always somebody that's trying to get at you. I guess this this is time. Mm. Okay. And it's and it's even funnier because my girl is a Kevin Hart fan. So when it came up, I'm laughing like it gave you a boy. <laughs> it gave you a boy. <laughs> Look at your boy. But I yeah, again, you know what I'm saying? It, it was it was his time though. Mm. All right. Nobody else got no more on that story. <laughs> Yo, real quick, man. Hey comedic, you know you and I watched a real ill movie some years ago when we, you know, lived next to each other, that uh, high tension. You remember that shit, right? Yeah, I mean, when you say real ill movie, what else can you be talking about? 
Actually, all right, no. All right. that, so uh, that irreversible was uh, was that irreversible? Irrever that too. I was, I was gonna bring that up too. That was probably one of the more ill. If you guys never heard of this movie, probably never, probably never heard of it, much less seen it. I'm not recommending you see it, but if you happen to run across <laughs> it, just be forewarned. This movie is a French film called Irreversible, and it stars Monica Bellucci. If you don't know who Monica Bellucci is, she was the chick in white in uh, Matrix Reloaded and Matrix Revolutions. But anyway, she stars in the movie. And I can't remember what the movie was about. That's how long ago it was. I know the story was told in reverse, hence why it's called Irreversible. But there was a rape scene in that movie. That was, I mean, that was probably one of the most jaw-droppingest things I've ever watched because that rape of her went on for at least 10 minutes. And then it wasn't enough that dude raped her, you know, in like a, in like a, a tunnel, but he took it a step further and pummeled her like she was a dude. I mean, that was the most brutal scene I ever saw. But aside, I used to think that movies that, that, that were made that had elements in it that just shocked and awed you. I didn't think I'd ever get past anything more shocking than watching Reagan in The Exorcist take a crucifix and use two words in a sentence that don't belong in a sentence, and that is Jesus and fuck. But <laughs> that scene right there alone, you know, I said, nobody's ever going to come up with anything to top that-ish. Well, it appears there is a movie with a scene that tops that, that tops all. I don't know if you guys seen the trailer for this or heard anything about it, but there's this movie that just came out called Mother. It stars uh, Jennifer Lawrence and my boy Javier Bardem, who won the Oscar for his portrayal of the killer in No Country for uh, Old Men. But there's this movie with them out in it, and... Because the trailer sort of doesn't really offer you much. It sort of gives you this vibe that is kind of on some Rosemary Baby type-ish. I messed around and read a blog that sort of spoiled the movie. But now this shit got my curiosity to the utmost degree. And I got to go see this shit. I'm actually planning on going to see it probably after... Um, I work Saturday, try to go catch it Sunday on a matinee just so I could talk about it on the show next week. But what I read about this movie, yo, and they say so far critics have been slamming it, calling it some of the worst. They said whatever you want to call it, whether you like it or you hate it, they said one thing you will do is not forget it, and you will be discussing it. So any of you guys curious, the – know what the controversy is or want to see it, yo, I'm going to check it out. If not this week, definitely next week before the show so I can discuss that on the show. But, yo, if there's nothing the else, trailer, you guys... I've seen the trailer. I wasn't, I wasn't too excited to see it, though. Dude, I... It, it wasn't <laughs> like something like, oh, about the fuck it. Yo, like I said, I didn't think you could get any more weirder than watching Reagan you know, try to masturbate with a crucifix while using fucking Jesus in the sentence. But, I mean, that, like I said, that that scene that they describe, which they everybody's talking about, is enough for me to be like, yo, I got to go see this ish for myself. Granted, 
the scene is CGI, but just the fact that a filmmaker thought it was a good idea to put it in a movie. Got to check it out. So anyway, mm-hmm. yo, we are what a couple days from This Is Us, Big Rich Tuesday. Got six days for This Is Us, a week for the blacklist, and 37 days before season two of Stranger Things. See, yeah, all right, that's all good and all. That, that's all good and all. I didn't even mean to cut you off, Rich. Um, real quick question. I know I'm probably behind the ball on it, and I think we, we talked about it before. But I just saw, I had just saw, and I'm and I'm I'm one episode away from finishing it. Um, uh, I'm one episode away from finishing it. Did you guys see the the uh, they put the uh, the uh, Khalif Browder story on Netflix? Mm, uh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, like I just caught it. I think I caught it last night. I caught it either last night or this morning. This morning, and it, and it's six episodes. They're all about a long, about about an hour long, but it goes into full detail of the Khalif Browder story, who we all know was uh was uh arrested at sixteen and spent three years in uh in, in Rikers Island before before his case was before his case was eventually dismissed. Um, and then uh, it was it was produced by the Weinstein brothers and Jay Z, um, who who wanted to, who wanted to tell who who wanted to tell his his story in detail, um, and just how in depth it goes. He spent of the three years that he spent. I want he I want to say he spent about a year and a half in days. He spent about a year and a half in solitary confinement. At 16, 17 years old, you know what I'm saying, in Rikers Island, which is, if you don't know, is like the gladiator school. And you know what I'm saying, especially for their adolescent, for 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 the, for, the, for their adolescent uh, uh, lockup, which is from 16 to 16 to 18, right? So, um, just watching what I mean, and they were showing. And it's not a story that that that's it's it's, it's not a situation that that is not unheard of, and that and that is not unknown as far as the level of corruption and, and backwardness as far as far as the judicial system and 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 how it how it uh how it pertains to uh um how it pertains to New York. So how they they were showing how how his case kept getting pushed back. They kept showing how um. They kept showing how how corrupt the the guards were, and how would they would provoke certain inmates, or how they would pinpoint certain inmates, um, and almost to an extent put a price on their head. You know, if they were to talk facts, they were to catch tickets, um, and and how and, and just the resilience of of this young brother Khalif Browder, um, who kind of maintained his innocence throughout. Through, 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 throughout his through, throughout his time there, I I guarantee you brothers want to see this. Um, and like again, it's, it's six episodes. Yeah, it's six episodes. I'm on. The, I just finished the fifth, like right before, a little bit before. You know, what I'm saying I hopped on the phone with you guys. I kind of been watching it on and off all day today. 
Um, and, and I guarantee you, if you have not seen it, it is something that you guys want to watch. Continue, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, I remember hearing the story about uh, Khalif Brown. I didn't know it was a uh, series. Oh, appreciate it, Al. Yeah. Definitely check that out. And, and you said Netflix, right? Yep. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Okay. Cool. All right. Definitely uh, add that to the must-watch list. You got anything committed? Must-watch TV, anything you've been binge-watching, series? Nah, I can't really remember. I know, um, you know, I get fatigued, what have you. Um, new season of Narcos is out, but this is a show that you absolutely must read. So you can't be fatigued. You can't look away. Dog can't bark. Because you miss a sentence, you know what I'm saying? This is, you know, the the uh, next season in the uh, Cali Cartel story um, that began with the, um, I can't remember what, what, what Noriega called his cartel, but, you know, this is the aftermath of, of them and, and showing how cocaine is set up, blah, blah, blah. Always an awesome situation, whatever. Um, again, waiting for Stranger Things. Um, I'm sure it's going to be like you really can't fuck that up. Um, John Carpenter. Uh, period piece that's amazing. Um, I would like to see this. Well, I don't, I don't know. Like I said, I mean, it's not to say truth is stranger than fiction because it's not a fiction. Um, that that story that that was that I was speaking about was truth. But you know, every third day, you know, situation like like we almost feel I almost feel like I'm in a glass in a fishbowl that uh, or a um, snow globe. It just seems like you know we keep just shaking up the same things. And seeing the same things keep happening is very, very weird. Because um, honestly, I didn't even hear about these um, protests. But what I what I hope doesn't happen is I hope it doesn't evaporate, like distilled water. Like today, fifteen people are all laying in a row because so and so got killed and they didn't say anything about it. And then four days from now, zero. And I don't know if it's zero coverage or zero people. Like you know, was it two weeks ago, three weeks ago? We seen um, quote unquote white supremacists drive through a crowd of people. Some people got killed. It's in the third. Nobody speaks about it today. So I, I don't, even if they were speaking about it, again, what would be the change? And, um, you know, it was kind of weird when we saw Vice was in there, you know, had the embedded, um, you know, reporters and, and heard that the real hate speak and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it's just really, really freaky um, that, you know what I'm saying, we, we hear nothing else. It's almost like a cast of characters. And on this season of foolhardy shit, um, now we got this, you know what I'm saying? It's like, what? Very weird, very weird, very strange um, things and times. I'm, I'm going to let somebody else interject in here. Um, and, uh, I'm going to get like four minutes to speak about, uh, you know, some icons. But let somebody get something else in here, hopefully something funny. And then I'll come back around on some iconic uh, conversations. All right, what you got, Big Rich? Anything else you've been watching or checking out? A few things that I've been watching uh, here and there, but um, I'm more so just going to speak very briefly on um, a couple of seasons of shows that ended their seasons. Uh, we, of course, we've already talked about Power. Um, I'm real interested to see what Snowfall is going to do um, since they ended their first season. I think it was. I think they did a pretty good job with it. Um, they 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 come at the whole 
uh, invention of crack, um, and they come at it from three different perspectives. Uh, the you know the the street hood dude, uh, the person that's bringing it into the country, uh, the people who are making it. So uh, it's real interesting how all of those were complete separate entities. And then as the show got towards the end of the first season, they all kind of married up in, in, in some kind of way. So um, it's going to be interesting to see where, where, where they're going to be able to take this in, in, uh, in the second season um, and what they're going to do with it. Um, so, you know, that, that finished up its season. Um, real interesting I, I, for Cats who want to sort of get into, that don't mind getting into the fictional uh, side of religion. Uh, Greenleaf, pretty good show. Um, I think the writing and the plot are good enough to help sustain the ooh, at best C plus acting. So um, that's what that's what allows it to sort of that's what allows it to sort of be uh, survival. Allows it to survive in the way that it does. So that's about it, though. Like you said, you know, we got this other stuff. It's about to come back out, um, and we'll see where it goes. CBS has a strong, strong uh, lineup that's coming for the fall. I think CBS is trying to say, you know what, we're, we're, we're about to be the, the network to watch, the mainstream network to, mark, to watch. So we'll see, you know, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, go ahead, come You have some, uh, some stuff you want to talk about. So, um, which I, what I think is like a really smooth segue was, was the, the last sentence, and that would be, that's why it's a segue, right? But um, Liz said that CBS wants to be the uh, uh, network to watch, right? Um, which right. is impossible because that those days are over. Um, content comes at you too far, too fast, too easy, it's in the palm of your hand. Um, content um, is coming from uh, Deaf Digital. It's coming from YouTube. It's coming from um, all these different places who have actually also found ways to monetize it. They are super skilled individuals that basically have taken apart the, mechan- the mechanism of telling stories and, and do it very well, and we, we can't do it all in one place. So even if you say, oh, I watch um, – what is 50 Cent's, uh, the, uh, what is that show that 50 Cent have? Power. The one Power. Power, yeah. So, so even if you say, I watch Power, yeah, three-quarters of the people are going to be sitting in front of the TV on whatever day it comes out, but a lot of them are going to catch on demand. A lot of them are going to, you know what I'm saying, so we, we don't all have to be at the same place at the same time. Um, you know, Netflix drops series at a time, and, you know, they started doing that with um, – uh, Orange is the New Black, whatever, whatever. And you, you can literally just sit there all day and blow a whole season, whereas before that would be 13 weeks. You know, where is that time left spent or not? But we're still all in, in the conversation, right? So um, I preface this time of the way we take media with the real reason why we'll never see 
a room full of icons that they saw at Dick Gregory's funeral because you don't have the, the, the shotgun effect of media everywhere will never be like the rifle bullet of three channels, ABC, NBC, and CBS, right? The media is so shattered that you're not going to have bigger-than-life characters that way because there are people that you're not going to know. So when my grandmother um, came up, and, and, and I don't think we ever um, had to go through the pliers on the set of TV, not for my grandmother nonetheless, but, you know, when, when she sat down and watched late-night TV and it was either Letterman or – or actually it was Carson, Carson and Letterman. But anyway, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't, um, it wasn't like, okay, it's going to be Leno. It's going to be um, my man um, on Comedy Central. It's not going to be ten night shows at the same time. It's going to be – the the biggest places to be, right? And and in that biggest place to be, uh, if we remember the stories as they go, um, and I think it was the the par show that um, Brother Gregory went on, right? And and broke bread by actually being the guy that sat on the couch. So when you think about the people that showed up in his funeral, you're talking about the super activists, aka Belafonte. AKA, um, and I, I, think, I think he's actually maybe too young to do it, but but some people know or don't know that um, Glover is a beast of an activist. You know what I'm saying? These right. characters that all sit down at the table, you know, might smoke the smoke or smoke the pipe and talk about how Hollywood at the time is against them and what can they do and how can they get in there. And, and really, you know, and, and I think it was a little bit seen, it wasn't really quote-unquote like a passing of a god, but it was really seen a lot when Jamie Foxx came up and um, Cindy Poitier came at him and all the other, you know, characters came at him and they hit him with a little blessing, like, yo, you're doing extremely quality work. Let me talk to you and put something in your ear real fast. You know what I'm saying? So when you think about, um, and, and they do it now, but it's so washed. It's so diluted when it, when it just seemed like it was black and white rolling film and we, we can catch somebody on a staticky comeback and, and he say something or say something else or, or whatever and we feel, we feel a certain way and now it's almost like green screen, like, like, like we can dilute or, or push out the message what we want to or not and in 28 seconds because that's the the, uh, the, the, the attention span that we've created is gone. Right, nothing is impactful. Right, like I've seen digital 4K video of a building being destroyed in Mexico, uh, 10:30 this morning, and 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 to my own detriment, you know, I, I didn't cry about a life lost, or I didn't think anything about it because I'm not there. Video so good, you could you could you could taste the dust in it. Right, you you hear the screen, dos mio, you know, muerte. What, what are we thinking? Because we're desensitized. So that's an old guard. That that's an incredible set of people, and it's not because we don't have great people, but the way the information was funneled at the time, and like and as you also brought up, you know Jim Brown, et cetera. You're not. You're, <laughs> and if you ever see that bongo rock, to see um, uh, Rosie Greer, which made no sense to me. I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? Because I wasn't alive to see how how much activism he was in. So. I mean, kudos to Dick Gregory. I, I'm, I'm ashamed that I did not drive down to Clayton, which is only 35 miles from here, and pay $35 maybe to see him. 
You know what I mean? Like, like, like I, I would have wanted to see him not as big as life. Very right. smart, intelligible man. I, I, I would rather, I, I would have liked to have seen him like eye to eye. Right. I, I would have liked to have pounded up his leathery hand. I don't know why. You know what I'm saying? Because that's that's how that's how we, we get caught up in, in in the culture of um, you know personality. But but I would like to have seen it. I, I would like to have kind of sort of brushed up against the guy that that told King, you know what I'm saying, don't show up because they're gonna cap you. You know what I'm saying? Told 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 X like y'all don't need to be in the same place at the same time because because they are looking for you. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. And then and then they hear his cantankerous, you know, last three years. Any any anybody you want to tell you about how you know how how the system is working and. and and I look at both sides. I'd be like, yo, this character might be Benoodles, but oh, a lot of stuff what he's saying does does connect, right? So, I don't know. You know, obviously, super deep piece to Dick Gregory and the situation, and you know, cool to get the inside view of of what happened. But but the magnitude also due to a point of time. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying, we, we are waiting for characters, well, not waiting, but, you know, it's inevitable, you know, or it's us, you know, some of our greatest people are going to be laying down and, and we're going to pay homage to them, like you said, whether they care about us or not, um, we're going to be here, we're going to be loving them, and we're going to be revering them, so it is what it is. All right, so we got about 10 minutes to get out. I'm going to push it back to Ray to carry it up. Good words, brother. Good words. One last, uh, yeah, good words, Commander. One last uh, thing, uh, was on this uh, TV uh, movie kick. Yo, Comedic, I know you probably saw it already. But Ellen Rich, have y'all seen the trailer yet for The Punisher? Yes. Yo. Now, remember how geek we was when we saw, of course, uh, Luke Cage trailer and then the series? Be honest. Don't this Punisher shit look like it's going to be the nicest thing that Netflix can put out on the Marvel line so far? Yeah. yeah. Well, it looks great honest. to me now. You know, I don't I follow Marvel. It. I haven't seen so, it. So I'm a, yeah, I'm going to turn it over to you, uh, uh, Kometi, because you guys follow the Marvel the Marvel line more than I do. I mean, not even so. I'm, I'm saying as far as the shows that they put out, I'm not saying, okay, you have to be a Marvel fan to get it. But I'm saying of the four shows that they have put out so far, Luke Cage, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and The Defenders, I mean, this, oh, I can't forget that crappy Iron Fist, five so far. I mean, come on, this this Punisher looks like it's like they really went out story-wise with this one. Aside, I mean, from the gratuitous violence also, but. I'm just saying. I, mean, I, I haven't seen the trailer yet. I'm at, when we get off, as soon as we get off, I'm going to check the trailer. I haven't seen the trailer yet. Okay, I posted it on my page earlier today. But, yeah, that that trailer, yo, was sick. I was like, yo, they look like they going out on a limb with this one. Have you peeped it yet, L, that Punisher trailer? No, I ain't seen it yet. And I've been kind of waiting for it because um, that's, that's almost like internet. Page, watch it, or just type in a uh, new Punisher trailer. It's like uh, I think it's just under two minutes or a little over two mm-hmm. minutes. But yo, that trailer is sick. I mean, this 
by far, and I've watched every Punisher movie that came out from Dolph Lundgren as the first movie Punisher all the way to uh, uh, Ray, whatever that dude's name is, that did the last one, Punisher Warzone. Warzone. John has been the best Punisher to date of them all. I mean, he embodies that cast, which we saw in season two of Daredevil. But, I mean, he really embodies this uh, Frank Castle role. That's just my opinion. When is it it slated to drop? That's just it. You watch the trailer. They put a date up there, but because they kind of marked through it, all you can catch is the 17, which, of course, it's supposed to be fall of this year. Now, the rumor, I want to say, was around October or November, but I don't know if they're trying to push the date on it, you know, because of that heavy anticipation or what. But it's supposed to, it's supposed to drop sometime within the next three months. So the fact that they dropped the trailer now, I, w- I want to say it's probably going to be either end of October or sometime in November when it drops. Well, we'll see when it drops. Okay, yeah, even so. that even that defenders even that defenders. To be honest with you, I kind of like Luke Cage better. I mean, a lot of us did. I, like I said, to me. Uh, Finn Jones as Danny Jones as uh, Daniel Rand was like the weakest link. He made he made the defenders weak in my opinion. Just his acting alone, he made the defenders weak. He was like the weak link of the crew. And in the comics, if you've ever read the comics, the Immortal Iron Fist is like the the toughest in the crew. Daredevil was actually the weakest link in the comics. But yeah, they they made. Uh, Finn Jones' acting made Iron Fist the weak link, and, you know, as a fan of reading the comic books, I, I just didn't like that. I felt they should have went with a better actor. His, his acting was just too, like, wasn't polished enough or up to par to play that role. So. That, I mean, he, 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 yeah, he made the character look like a, like a petulant child, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he basically, just yeah, like I said, if you watch the if you watch the series when when he was fighting the African dude uh, who was one of the hand, dude told him, he said, you got to be the, what he called him, the weakest or the worst Iron Fist ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's that's true. That's true. And then, and then proceeded to whoop his ass. <laughs> so... Alright, so alright, nobody else got any uh we didn't do it again this week, yeah, Rich. I thought you was gonna I thought you was gonna do your NFL roundup. Are we recap. still okay, all right. and, and, and I wanted to add that too. Like are we are we still keeping it cap or are we not like are, are we not watching football? Like what are we doing? I'm not watching period. I'm first, first, first of all, first of all yeah, first of all, I'm sorry, Ray. Let me let me answer L real quick. We ain't decided. We ain't decided who's doing nothing. Okay, we ain't collectively said we were going to do anything. I was watching all of this, all of this fake ass protesting. I was watching all of this fake ass protesting on, on, 
on, on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm not about to watch football in all season until Cap get a job. Yeah, right. All right. I have That's always cool. said since day one that they could protest these nuts. I'm watching this <laughs> Plain and damn simple. Oh, well, anybody know what's going on, they know. I got my number seven jersey, black on red, because I'm a black guy that's not red for that bullshit. Mm. I don't think I'm missing nothing <clears throat> as well. Apparently, mayhaps my team may or may not be falling down. But at the end of the motherfucking day, y'all know the dirty birds. You know, not the dirty birds, but these dirty characters. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. I mean, uh, but but I mm. guess by the same token, too, you say music sucks and you still watch the Grammys. You say the Oscar sucks, but you still watch that bullshit. So I mean, you know, this is par for the course. I mean, and I'm not. Yeah. I I made a decision before the season even started that I was done. And truth be told, I was falling slowly out of love with the NFL. Going back to how the league tried to sweep that Ray Rice shit up under the rug until the tape came out, and then you know they did what they did. I was fed up with the league from that point forward. It was just, for me, this Kaepernick thing really kind of turned me off to wanting to do anything with it. And, no, I haven't watched a game, highlight, recap, or anything, even in the preseason. I didn't watch any of the preseason-ish, so, no, I haven't watched anything. And it's pretty much, I mean, I feel good. I feel like I'm not missing anything. So, for me, this NFL may just be dead in my book, period. Like I said, I went 12 years without really watching football from 84 to 96 when Baltimore didn't have a team. So this right here is really, it, it doesn't move me, make me, shake me, or break me one way or the other. I'm fine without it. Life still goes on. I'm still happy. But I know Rich is a football guy, so I ain't know if Rich wanted you and L or, you know, want to chop it up. So that's why I mentioned it. Well, you know, yeah, that's okay. And, and thank you for asking me with two minutes left in the, in the show. I appreciate you asking. <laughs> that's why I said I forgot I said time was winding down. But we'll make sure you get to it at the top of next week's show because you'll already be, what, three weeks in by next week's show? You'll be three weeks in by next Wednesday, right? Isn't this Sunday coming up? So, yeah. We'll be four weeks in by next Wednesday. Yeah, you pretty much know who who's going to do what, who's not going to do what, whatever, whatever. All right, yo, so, yeah, we're going to wrap it up. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of The Cypher. As always, we appreciate you coming through, hanging out with us. Don't forget, catch my man, DJ Comedic, this Friday and every Friday, starting at 11 a.m., going until 1, sometimes 1-ish, with the House Lunch Break Live. You can catch him on Mixler, I-X-L-R, Mixler Radio. Get the app, tune in to them. Make sure you check them out with the House Lunch Break Live. Two hours, sometimes two plus hours of some of the best in house music. And don't forget myself, the Atypical, along with DJ Comedic, the B.I.W.G. Rich, and Black Caesar. We'll be back here next Wednesday, every Wednesday, to give you 90 plus minutes of real talk with the Cypher. So make sure you tune in starting at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Once again, man, sending out thoughts and prayers out to everybody who's struggling my cousin down there in St. Croix, they're without power. He's speculating at least six months without power. Of course, uh, Puerto Rico hey. without power. Mexico City trying to dig themselves from out under earthquake. 
brothers and sisters protesting in St. Louis. Rich said they're doing it. Don't forget, 45 is not going to dictate how we uh, take this country forward. He may be doing his dirt now, but trust me, it's going to come to an end here very shortly. You guys have a great week, great weekend. We'll catch you all next week. Y'all be safe. Be blessed. Peace. Peace.